Hey, Notorious Bakersfield fans. Notorious Bakersfield, the book, is available for purchase. If you enjoy this podcast, you'll love the book. Notorious Bakersfield, the book, dives deeper into the most infamous crimes, incidents, and personalities that have shaped Bakersfield. This literary adaptation uncovers 30 astonishing true stories from Bakersfield and Kern County's last century. Notorious stories from a notorious community. To purchase your copy, go to Amazon.com or your Amazon app and search for Notorious Bakersfield, the book. This is the Notorious Bakersfield podcast. I'm Robert Peterson, the host and creator of this podcast that takes a look back at some of Bakersfield's most notorious crimes, events, and characters. Notorious Bakersfield listeners, you're invited to the Notorious Bakersfield book launch party Sunday, December 3rd, at 6 p.m. at Rusty's Pizza, 1500 Weibel Road. Come by, have some pizza, get your copy of Notorious Bakersfield, the book. That's Sunday, December 3rd at 6 p.m. at Rusty's Pizza at their new location, 1500 Weibel Road. If you can't wait for the launch party or you can't make it for some reason, it's available for purchase right now on Amazon. Just go to Amazon.com or your Amazon app and search for Notorious Bakersfield, the book. Every so often, a listener will email me about a story idea that I'm unfamiliar with. The story for this episode is one of those. I had never heard about this tragedy until a few weeks ago can't figure out why. It was covered extensively in the media when it happened in 1999. But for some reason, I hadn't heard about it. This is Tragedy on Truxton Extension. Warning, this story depicts domestic violence. Melissa Faye Lawnen was born in 1981 in Ventura, California. She had three older siblings, two sisters and a brother. As a little girl, Melissa was nurturing and sensitive. She was always mindful to never hurt anyone's feelings. As a teenager, Melissa struggled with the normal things teens struggle with. School and boys, pretty typical things teens wrestle with as they navigate life. There was one boy Melissa was quite fond of, Matt Hart. She was 14, he was 16. Their relationship became more serious, and as time went on, Matt became more possessive of Melissa. He insisted that she spend all of her free time with him. He'd get jealous if Melissa went out with friends. Then, when Melissa was 15, she became pregnant. It was shortly after getting pregnant that 
Melissa's family discovered the truth about Matt. He wasn't 16 when he and Melissa met. He was really 19. Despite this, the young couple continued their relationship. They moved in together and Melissa eventually gave birth to a daughter. To care for their infant child, Melissa dropped out of Bakersfield High School her sophomore year. Matt worked off and on, but mostly off. Because of this, money was tight and the young family struggled financially. Matt wasn't taking his responsibilities as a father seriously. He'd often spend more time with his friends than at home with Melissa and their daughter. It was during this period that Melissa fell into a funk. Matt continued isolating her from her friends and family. She was depressed and lonely. She wanted to break up with Matt, but he convinced her they needed to stay together for the sake of their daughter. Melissa began taking independent study courses. She knew how important getting a high school diploma was. Her goal was to get her diploma, then go on to cosmetology school. She wanted to become an esthetician. During this time, Melissa again attempted to leave Matt, but soon discovered she was pregnant again with their second child. Melissa's parents were at a loss. They only wanted what was best for their daughter, but what could they do? She was 18 years old with a two-year-old toddler and another baby on the way. Matt's employment was spotty, as was his role as a father. His jealousy intensified. He continued isolating Melissa from her family. Finally, when Melissa was seven months pregnant with her second child, she separated from Matt. She moved back home with her parents. With the support of her mom and dad, Melissa was able to concentrate on her education. Throughout her second pregnancy, she remained in independent study. She made up two years of schooling and won, and went on to graduate. Graduate on time with her class. She graduated from BHS in June 1999. Despite everything life threw at her, Melissa remained focused on her goal of achieving a high school education. In August 1999, just a couple of months after completing high school, Melissa gave birth to her second child, a baby boy. Even though Melissa was a young mother, she was exceptional. She was a devoted and loving mother. She read and sang to her babies. She kept a journal for each child that she wrote in daily, chronicling each of their lives. A few months after graduating, Melissa met a young man named Chris. Melissa and Chris were both fond of one another. But even though it seemed Melissa had moved on from her relationship with Matt, having two children together, it's impossible to move on completely. There's always going to be that connection. Melissa's relationship with Chris, the new young man in her life, was getting more serious. So much so that Melissa made the decision to completely end whatever she had left with Matt. On November 2nd, 1999, Melissa told Matt it was over. She was going to move on with her life, but 
She wanted him to continue being involved in their children's lives. Matt didn't take this news well. He threatened suicide, and he threatened to kill Melissa, too. He said, well, you know what that means. I have to kill you, or words to that effect. Melissa, concerned about Matt, she called his mother, told her Matt was suicidal. Matt's mom went to the Gosford apartment he once shared with Melissa. When she arrived, she discovered Matt distraught and suicidal. She found a suicide note Matt had written. His mom called law enforcement to report her son was a danger to himself. Bakersfield police officers responded to Matt's apartment. The police discovered several weapons. They confiscated a 12-gauge shotgun, a 32 caliber pistol, and a folding knife. By the way, Matt didn't have any permits for the firearms. The police took Matt to the psychiatric ward at Kern Medical Center. He was admitted on a 72-hour hold. That was Wednesday, November 3, 1999. Looking for a gift this holiday season? Look no further. Notorious Bakersfield the Book is now available for purchase on Amazon. Simply go to Amazon.com and search Notorious Bakersfield the Book. Purchase your copy today. It makes the perfect Christmas, birthday, or housewarming gift. Matt Hart was admitted to KMC on a Wednesday on that 72-hour hold. By Friday afternoon, he was released, a few hours short of 72. Matt contacted Melissa to come pick him up at the hospital, and she did. That was about 4 p.m. She then drove Matt to a friend's house, one of his friends, and dropped him off. Melissa went home to her parents' house. She was still living with them. That evening, Melissa was babysitting a relative's child. So she was caring for her own two children and this third child. Her dad was out of town and her mom was out to dinner. Chris, her new boyfriend, was over visiting. Matt called Melissa. He told her he needed to talk to her and Chris. Matt claimed he was okay with the breakup. He was doing fine, but a psychiatrist at KMC suggested he meet both Melissa and her new boyfriend, Chris, so he could have closure to their relationship. Melissa asked Chris to leave so she and Matt could talk one-on-one. Melissa was comfortable being alone with her ex. She told Chris she'd page him when she wanted him to come back over. Chris gave Melissa a kiss and a hug. He told her if anything went wrong to call him. Chris left at around 8 p.m. The friend whose house Matt visited immediately after getting out of KMC, that friend called the Bakersfield Police Department. He was calling to report his 9mm handgun had been stolen and he suspected Matt stole it. While police were investigating the stolen gun, Chris, Melissa's current boyfriend, was anxiously awaiting her page, the page telling him to come back over. 
never came. So Chris called the house. Nobody answered. By this time, he was getting worried. So he drove back over to Melissa's. He arrived at about the same time the police were getting there, too. Inside, they discovered the three children, Melissa's and the relative's child she was babysitting. They were crying and all alone. There was no sign of Melissa or Matt. Chris knew something awful was happening. He knew Melissa was an attentive mother. There was no way she'd voluntarily leave the children, including an infant only a couple of months old, alone. Melissa's dad's car was missing. Chris gave police a description of the car. Now there was a race to find the young mother to two. As police dispatchers were broadcasting the information over the radio, Matt Hart was using a car cellular phone to call authorities. He said he had Melissa and asked that the police go get the children. They were alone at Melissa's parents' house. Matt told them he intended to kill Melissa. He informed the operator he was near the shopping center at Coffee Road and Truxton Extension. That was at 9.21 p.m. Bakersfield police officers converged into the vicinity, frantically searching for the two. A patrol officer located Melissa's dad's vehicle in the parking lot off of Truxton Extension near Truxton Lake in the bike path. Melissa and Matt weren't in the car. That was at 9.48 p.m. As a precaution, medical aid was dispatched to stage in the area. Air One, the Kern County Sheriff's helicopter, was requested to assist with the search. The aircraft's searchlight scoured the area, looking for any sign of either Matt or Melissa. That was at 10.11 p.m. Air One's beam of light finally caught a glimpse of them. They were near the bike path. Standing in the glare of the searchlight as the helicopter orbited above, Matt shot Melissa in the head. Then he turned the gun on himself. Even though fire and ambulance EMTs were standing by and rendered aid immediately after the shooting, their wounds were too extensive. Melissa died en route to the hospital. Matt died shortly after arriving to Mercy Hospital's emergency room. Melissa Faye Lawnen was 18. Matthew Scott Hart was 23. Chris, Melissa's new boyfriend, told the Bakersfield Californian in an interview that he believes if he had stayed with Melissa that night, rather than leaving, he would have been a victim too. He said, quote, I wish for the kid's sake that it would have been me instead of her, unquote. Sergeant Bob Bivens with the Bakersfield Police Department said, quote, the system did about everything it can do. We took his guns, committed him to Kern Medical Center, and went looking for him when we heard 
he had a gun. Unquote. Court records revealed that Matt Hart had been convicted in 1996 of assault with a deadly weapon. He deliberately drove his car into a car driven by a man dating another one of his ex-girlfriends. Resources used for this story, the Bakersfield Californian, and a journal entry by a relative of Melissa Lonnan's that was posted to social media to raise awareness about domestic violence. This is Robert Peterson. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'll be back next week, next Tuesday, with another Notorious Bakersfield story. Until then, stay safe, stay out of trouble. Don't become a future episode of the Notorious Bakersfield podcast. See you back next week.